Today in the podcast, we're talking to Shiri Appleby, the star of the TV series Unreal. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hey, this is Chris Farley, a senior editor at the Wall Street Journal. Today, my guest is Shiri Appleby. She's the star of the TV series Unreal. Shiri, thanks for talking to the Wall Street Journal. Thanks for having me. So why is watching a scripted show about a reality show so much more entertaining than actually watching a reality show? Oh, well, that's so nice to hear. Um, obviously, I think because writers are taking time to structure a story, and we're also, you know, our show is really telling two different stories simultaneously. We're telling the story that goes on on the reality show, and then also the story of behind the scenes of how the reality show is made. So I think the audience gets this voyeuristic look into, you know, how our reality shows produce. Now, you yourself, you've actually appeared on a reality show. You were a judge on Project Runway one time, right, in 2015. I was a judge on Project Runway. I'm going to actually go to New York tomorrow to do it again. And I was actually a part of uh, Project Greenlight, which was an HBO show. Uh, that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck did, which was the making of a feature film. And the season I was in, Shia LaBeouf was the star of the feature. Now, by appearing on those reality shows, however briefly, did they give you any kind of insight into what reality shows are really like? And did it give you any kind of insight into actually making your own show about a show? Yeah, definitely. On on Project Greenlight, um, you know, I was more like a contestant would be on like a dating show in the sense that I was one of the subjects. So when I went over to talk to the directors to ask them questions about the scene we were shooting, a swarm of cameras surrounded us, making me feel incredibly um, insecure and suffocating, uh, having like a suffocated feeling to it. And I instantly clammed up and said, you know what, I don't have any questions. I'm fine. I don't want to be filmed in this sort of, uh, in this sort of aggressive manner. And I, de- you know, I really understood and felt the way that contestants felt, which is you know, sort of being prodded at and really, really made to feel like just, um, you know, just watch and uncomfortable in my surroundings. So, you know, before we started shooting, I met with a few reality show producers jobs were like and how they went about manipulating the contestants. And that, too, gave me a lot of insight on how these shows were made. Yeah, because on the show, of course, your character, Rachel, she's a, um, a morally compromised, let's say, reality show mm-hmm. producer. She, every episode, she seems to push the envelope more and more. She seems conflicted about some things, but she seems to get a perverse joy sometimes out of seeing her manipulation sort of bear fruit on TV. Did you see anything that was that extreme in your contact with these reality show producers, the real ones? I mean, I didn't, um, but I definitely asked them if they felt guilty about what they were doing to these contestants or, or just the people that come on reality shows. And it actually gave them pause. They didn't really, they don't really spend a lot of time thinking about it. It seemed to me like they felt like people that sign up for reality shows know what they're getting into. There's a lot for them to gain when they get off the show. And that everyone sort of knows the unwritten law of like, you know, what's going to happen in these environments. And I thought that was the most telling thing 
because it really, you know, puts my character in this unique position of feeling guilt and having empathy for these characters that I don't think in the real productions of these shows the producers feel. Well, that's an interesting sort of moral question there because if the producer knows it's a game and the contestants all know it's a game and people who are watching it on TV, they all know it's a pure manipulation as well, where's the harm? I think the harm is in the effect that happens afterwards. I think that you can walk into a situation and think that you're up to the challenge of surviving, and then once you get into the environment, the, the, the situation is larger than you had ever anticipated. And a lot of these people get taken down by the machine and by the beast of it all, and I don't think that's a necessarily safe environment for some people, especially the people that they you know, seek out for the show. They have um, some instability in their life, which is why, you know, in our show, we have this Dr. Wagerstein character, which is like this set shrink, which I know, you know, a lot of these shows have as well, because we do so much, uh, you know, fact-checking and, and getting these characters' backstories so we can use their own personal life experiences against them. And I just don't know that a lot of contestants are aware that that's what they're going to be put through. Now, you directed the recent episode of Unreal, and what I found interesting about that is what is it like when you're an actor or actress on a show and suddenly you step behind the camera and not only are you directing yourself, you're also directing some of your your colleagues as well. Was that a little bit unusual for you? Because you've directed before, but was it an unusual situation for you? And how did you get around suddenly being sort of elevated um, uh, uh, um, from your, your colleagues? Well, um, you know, directing is something I've been wanting to do for many years. I started acting when I was three years old, and for the past six years or so, so I've made a really considerate effort to try to get behind the, uh, behind the camera, shadowing directors, shadowing um, even the CEO of our corporation, uh, Nancy Dubuque at A&E, just really trying to get as much information as I possibly could about what, you know, all angles of this industry is like. Um, and one of the people that I shadowed was Lena Dunham on Girls, and so I could really see what it was like to be acting and directing simultaneously. You know, thankfully, uh, the cast uh, of Unreal are just incredibly supportive actors, and we've created an environment that's very collaborative. So by the time it, it came for me to be the director and step into that role, you know, the environment had already been created where we were giving each other feedback and helping work. We, we were working with each other on performance. So me directing wasn't all that different uh, than, you know, what normally happens. Had it not been such a supportive environment and a group of actors that, you know, really enjoy working together, I could see how it would be less enjoyable. But for us, it was a really, really good time. Okay, we're going to be right back with more from Shiri Appleby. I'm Veronica Dagger, and I want to retire rich. How about you? Then listen to the Watching Your Wealth podcast. We'll help you get there. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Christopher John Farley, senior editor at the Wall Street Journal. We're talking to Shiri Appleby. She's the star of the TV series Unreal. Of course, you've also starred in other TV shows. One of my favorite shows of yours was, was Roswell, which aired from 1999 to 2002, but it only lasted three seasons, even though it was critically acclaimed. I loved it. My wife loved it. Any chances that that will ever be brought back in some sort of re reunion form? Oh, you're so sweet. 
Um, I loved it, too. I actually ran into uh, Jason Tatum, who was the writer on the show. I ran into him randomly uh, in intermission at Matilda on Broadway in New York about two weeks ago. Huh. And we talked about it because there's obviously, you know, such support and love for the show. And I absolutely loved playing the role of Liz Parker. It's a story that I would love to, you know, revisit. Um, and we talked about it. Right now his deal is with uh, Universal, so he wouldn't be able to participate. And I feel like without having Jason as the voice, it might be challenging. But, if, you know, if the, ever, the pieces ever came together, I would love to be a part of it. And, of course, Roswell was a science fiction show about kids and aliens. And um, why do you think it, it only lasted three seasons? What, what ended it, really? Was this people's contracts were up? The ratings were down? What, what happened? I think that it was a really challenging show to make. Um, you know, we were all really young kids, and I think when you're starting off your career and, and things happen to you, you don't realize how lucky you are. Uh, so I don't think the environment was necessarily conducive to something that would be long-running. And, um, you know, we switched networks. We were on the WB for two seasons, and then we went to UPN, and UPN didn't have a long run um, as a network. So we, I think we just had a hard time really creating the stability that comes into creating a long-running series. Okay, so we're talking to Sherry Appleby, and uh, she stars in the TV series Unreal. But more recently, you got uh, a career boost when you were on the show Girls in a four-episode arc. And, and one of your episodes became much talked about for a sex scene you had with Adam Driver. And I'm wondering, looking back on that, it sparked a lot of debate about whether your scene with him was a rape or not a rape. But where did you come down on it when you thought about that scene and you've had some more time to think about what it all meant? I mean, I was really, you know, I was and I still am incredibly proud to have been on that show and be a part of a scene that I feel like reflects, you know, a lot of sexual relationships that go on nowadays, especially in your 20s. I mean, with the, you know, people are experimenting and, you know, that the rise of porn, I think people are trying out all different kinds of acts. I don't think it's a totally abnormal situation, but to be a part of a scene that can create conversation in terms what of ra- what is rape, what is you know what is acceptable, you know, I think it was interesting to be a part of. I never really thought of it as rape. I never even considered it in that way. And so when the conversation and dialogue started heading in that direction, it was actually surprising to me. Um, but at the same time, anything that creates conversation is something that you're you know, just grateful to be a part of. Now, you had sort of a good girl image before that show. Uh, was there any hesitation about taking the role and performing in such a raw scene that it would um, somehow mess up your image or, or have people think of you in a, in a way that you, may, you maybe you don't want them to think of you? No, absolutely not. If anything, it's the kind of work I'm looking to do. Um, you know, one of the challenges of having worked in this business as an actress my entire life is, having to constantly reinvent yourself and show people that you are capable of doing more than they've seen you do in the past. So when an opportunity like Girls comes out and it's, a, it's really a, a character and a situation that can get you out of the box of how people perceive you, it's something that you really grasp for. And Girls, like you said, was the first time that I was really given that opportunity. And since then, it's the kind of work that I'm really you know, striving to reach. I mean, Unreal is definitely the next big step in that in that journey where it's another character that's not likable um, and doing things that people would not not think of a good girl doing. So it's those kinds of parts that I'm really enjoying and things that I can 
you know, roles where I can take risks and do daring things that are going to create conversation or the kinds of things I'm attracted to. I think that's part of the attraction and part of the reason why Unreal has has uh, has really attracted so many viewers, the fact that the characters on it really are very, very flawed. I mean, they all have a lot of problems. They have a lot of issues. I mean, this new season began with your character in some sort of um, uh, drug-fueled sex party, and, and, and she's been um, beaten up by a former boyfriend and then decided not to go to the cops. Just she goes through a lot, makes a lot of choices that maybe people can question. Uh, do you think that's part of the reason why people like watching the show? Because it doesn't seem like anything else that's, that's on, on, the, on your channel. Yes, definitely. Uh, unlike anything that is airing on Lifetime, that's for sure. And I think it's a lot of the reason people are interested. Like you said, it's interesting to see women not be perfect and not um, be held up to some sort of expectations to become some sort of role model. But at the same time, you know, show that women can be ugly and that they have aspirations and ambition. You know, our characters, Constance Zimmer and I, our characters start off this season getting tattoos that say money, dick, power. Uh, right on our wrists to remind ourselves what our goals are, what we're striving for. And I don't think that those are, are things that we, we commonly see uh, women tattoo on themselves. So I think it's been very exciting for an audience, and it's been very exciting to be portraying women that are, you know, it's busting down doors of, of what's considered normal and acceptable. Well, I'm just glad that Beth Ann got voted off the show. That's, that's, that's all I... <laughs> Um, well, as a person directing that episode, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> now, uh, will you be directing more episodes? You talked about that. You're uh, you really set to direct more episodes. Will you be directing a movie in the future? I've heard you talk about that. What are your plans next in terms of you behind the camera? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, most likely direct two episodes of Unreal this coming season. You know, I'm looking to direct a feature, and I'm looking to direct other episodes of television. It's really something that I feel incredibly passionate about and I feel like all of my years of working in this business has sort of built me up to this moment. Um, so it's really about going around town and, and convincing other people to give me the opportunity and well, see me in this new role. Well, great. Well, we've been talking to Shiri Appleby. She is the star of Unreal and thanks a lot for talking to the Wall Street Journal. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.